Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. back for another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive all year long. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. I'm Tom. Hey, y'all. How's it going? I mean, we're like in the thick of December. It's going great. <laughs> I have zero complaints. It is going great. You know, Advent is in full swing. Mm-hmm. Countdown to Christmas is in full swing. Office Advent calendars are in full swing. Yes, they are. We need to do a fun game. How many Advent activities do you have going on right now, Tom, between text you might be Oof. reading or boxes you might be opening with Ellie or yourself, or how many different ways are you marking the days of Advent? Christine and Ellie are doing a My Lai Advent calendars. We're reading um, the Tish Oxen Raider book together. Um, I'm reading two other books, and I've been writing an uh, Advent devotionals. So, Ooh. do me and Julie get the first copies when you publish? Six. Oh, yes, please. Uh, I published the first two parts of it on a blog, so that was fun. Send us that share one. that link. I might do that. How about y'all, Anthony? Uh, so in, I'm reading the book Tom recommended. A few the Tish Goxen Raider book? Yep. It's good, isn't it? It's very good. Besides that, I have my office advent calendar, my chocolate advent calendar, which is like a nice wooden, like we just fill it with candy. Mm-hmm. And it's the nativity scene, which is nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just ordered off Etsy this beautiful wooden... Nakatomi Plaza advent calendar. <laughs> oh, you got it. It has a magnetic Hans Gruber that you move down further down each day, and by Christmas he reaches the bottom. And it says it's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Plaza. Oh my gosh, it's so great. I had to when I saw that, and it was a decent price. I was like, I gotta get that. That's just so fun. What a find! What a find! Yeah. Uh, but besides that, like you know, I've been just watching as much Christmas stuff on TV as I can. And, you know, seeing, it always makes me happy to drive and see the lights around town and stuff like that. So how about you, Julia? Because you always do the homemade uh, activities calendar with the kids. So we've got that one going. Um, I have an office advent calendar as well. When we say an office, we mean the office Funko advent calendar. Um, We also got Antoinette Bakery's advent calendar this year where they did 25 boxes, 25 little bite-sized goodies for the month of December. How amazing is that? Favorite bakery. That's cool. Pretty great. And then we're doing Jesse Tree, per Tom's suggestion, a few years Mm -hmm. ago. And I'm doing just a 
reading an Advent reading plan with She Reads Truth. One of my favorites. Nice. It's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> Just, they really add up, right? But Jude has the best they time do. ever. Because he's like, ooh, can we open that one now? And that one? And this one as well? <laughs> and so every day he gets very excited. But I mean, I get excited every day to open my Advent calendar stuff. Like, I am amazed that with these Funko Pop calendars, especially, I don't just rip them open and like take them all out. It's hard, right? Yeah, it's, it is. Oh and you know what's also hard? It's like every year we try to plan the best we can to enjoy the season, and we do enjoy the season. But every year, no matter how well we plan in advance, it just goes by so quick and feels so overstuffed. Like in the blink of the eye, it feels like it's over. It does every year. It's feeling like that already this mm-hmm. year. So. I know. It's a little frustrating. Do you guys have any time off from work coming up? Um, I'm taking off. Marty's 40th birthday is in like two weeks. Um, so I'm taking off the Friday and the Monday after it. So I have a nice little four-day weekend, a week before Christmas. And then I'm off the whole last week of December and the whole first week of January. Nice. Yeah. I uh, have the last week of December. Well, I had the last two weeks of December booked, and yeah. my boss is fine with it. But like, Yay. but like, I think I'm just going to take the last week and carry over some days. Yeah, because we got That's... a bunch of extra time the past few years. They gave us like a whole extra week for COVID time, oh, wow. and a lot of people, including myself, got used to it not using it for COVID time. So I figure if I can carry over four or five more days, it'll help pad out next year for me. So <laughs> yeah, help wean you know, yourself. Help wean yourself off. Exactly. So, like, I mean, new job. I'm training anyway. It's not that busy. So I figure it'll be an easy week the week before Christmas. Christmas Eve is the holiday anyway this year for us because Christmas is a Saturday. Right. So I figure go in those four days. It won't be, well, not even go in. Work from home while I'm watching my Christmas movies and then uh, enjoy the week of Christmas, like, completely off. Oh, yeah. That's fun. It's great. You can carry days over. It's exciting. Up to 120 hours. Yeah. Nice. So Christine was reading me this ongoing, like this thread online that she was following, and it was you know to name your your somebody that your parents a celebrity or pop culture reference that your parents irrationally hate. And one of the people said her mom hates Emma Thompson with a passion. She can't figure out why, but it makes Love Actually her her favorite movie because she gets to watch Emma Thompson get. Oh my god! Yeah, who hates Emma Thompson? This girl's mom. Which also, I, I, did we talk about it on the podcast where people say if you watch Love Actually and Die Hard back to back that <laughs> Alan Rickman gets his comeuppance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother. Something else fun that we did this week. Well, we got Larry's DNA results. <gasps> I saw that. I'm excited about uh, multiple elements of this DNA you were about to share. It was nothing that we expected except for one part. <laughs> Uh, but apparently he's 39.5% Alaskan Malamute, uh, which, <laughs> who knew? Then 25.7% Doberman Pinscher. I had a Doberman growing up. She's, I love her. Oh, that's all, what was her name? Gretchen. That's awesome. <laughs> then he's 24.3% Great Dane, which we thought he might be some Great Dane. Did you have <laughs> a Great Dane one. as well? Yes, I was like, yay, <laughs> two of the best breeds. <laughs> His cute little face, though, I'm not surprised. What was the Great Dane's name? Oh, we didn't have a Great Dane. Sorry. Always oh. wanted a Great Dane. That's my dream dog. 
So one Got is the it. dog I had. One is my dream dog. Full-blown Great Danes are huge. There's I one know. that lives down the street from us, and he's like as tall as his owner on four legs. Yeah. I want a dog that doubles as a small horse. <laughs> and he's 10.5% Great Pyrenees. So oh. I think it was listener Stacy McKenzie who commented on the results on Instagram when she said, uh, basically, he's going to be big. That's yeah. The, that's what these big results boy. are saying. That's right. Yep. He definitely has a pincher face. Like when I read that and I looked at him again, I'm like, there is definitely pincher in there. Yeah. Pinchers are such good dogs. All those dogs. I've are. never had one. I've never been a fan. I've always viewed them as mean dogs. Oh, mine was awesome. She So she would bark on the other side of the door when the doorbell rang and like to a point where her hair would stand up on her back. But like the minute you came in, just a big old teddy bear. And she loved to have her ears rubbed. And so whenever she would meet somebody new and it always really uh, threw my guy friends off kilter a little <laughs> bit. When she'd meet you and you were new, she'd be so excited and she'd want you to rub her ears in the way that she would ask for you to rub her ears and she'd stick her nose between your legs. <laughs> you'd have to rub her ears, but the boys would be like, what's happening? I'm like, she just wants you to rub her ears. That's all. Well, one of these breeds, I forget which one, they call them a leaner. And Larry's definitely a leaner. He Gretchen leans. was a leaner. So maybe, yeah. Oh, maybe it's Pincher. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought that was a Gretchen thing. That and she'd be walking around the house and you'd be standing there and she'd just lick you as she walked by. She wouldn't even stop. She'd just lick your leg. Keep walking. She's so sweet. Just wanted to say hi as she walked by. She'd lick you. Hey, love you. Bye. Mm -hmm. And to bring this back to Christmas, we made an appointment at the place where we board Larry. It's called Dog Rock Resorts, like when we go away and no one can watch him, mm-hmm. to meet Santa on the 19th. Pictures. You Definitely. You a Santa hat on I mean, Or a sweater? I don't know. Oh. Well, we have a sweater, so. Oh, <laughs> Because sweater. we were going to put him in, we put him, we got a Christmas sweater and bow tie for him for the Christmas card, but we never ended up actually taking a the Christmas tie. card this year, so <laughs> it'll be a nice chance for him to wear them. But we figured oh. it'd be easier taking him to the actual dog Place where they have Santa, uh, and they set aside ten minutes for every dog. Then taking him to the mall on pet night and That's him true. seeing all those people. Yeah, <laughs> oof. I wouldn't, as a human, I wouldn't want to do that. We did that with the cats when we first got the cats, and uh, they were petrified out of their minds. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, they did that at malls or yeah, they, anywhere, I guess. The the malls around here usually set aside like two or three days in December for pet nights to meet Santa. Yeah. Oh. How's your baby doggy, Tom? Updates? I just sent y'all pictures. We haven't picked one, but I just sent y'all pictures of the four that we're choosing between. We've narrowed it down to four. <gasps> oh my God. Look at their little faces. Look at the know. How do you on their heads. That's how, they, that's how you tell the diff- each one apart. How do you pick? I don't know how to pick yet. I think we're, we're leaning to the, the one of the middle two. Uh, yeah, that white spot on the chest is a total winner. I'm right? Second one with the little Isn't she adorable? Though. Yeah. Get yep. She's our, she's our top one right now. That's... That's, why, that's why we picked Larry from his sisters. They all looked exactly alike as puppies, but like he had that longer white sock. It was like a defining feature, so we grabbed him. So you should totally go for the one with the white chest. Yes. But I don't know if it was A Dog's Purpose or Marley and Me, one of those talk movies. Books turned into movies, or they said the way to pick is, like, when they're all together, you kind of, like, 
jump toward them and whichever one jumps back at you instead of jumps back, that's the playful one that is meant oh. to be yours. Yeah, I don't want the jump back. <laughs> I don't I have a very hyperactive daughter. I don't need a very hyperactive dog too. <laughs> you want the one that's still sleeping in the pen. <laughs> Ex- exactly. Exactly. That's the one I want. How how is Buddy gonna react to a new dog? I don't know. I don't know. He he rolled it. I think he found another one of those gross plants, and we got to go find it because he smells like death again. Oh my gosh! <laughs> he heard you talk about him, and that's why he does that. I know it's like screw you. <laughs> Take that! I'm gonna roll in this stink plant. You're gonna have to clean it well, off of me. I was I was even nice to him for like I was overly nice to him, and I think that's why he did it. You spurned him on. He likes the attention, and now he's just getting. He ready. does. That's what that's what they do. That's what they do. We took Dexter to the vet last week, just because you know I I thought he uh, he was sick, yeah. and Sarah thought he was sick, so we took him to the vet, and it turns out no, he's not sick. The vet just said no, he's just old, lazy, and overweight. And I was like, oh, I remember when the kid was so active. <laughs> So, so his assistant actually suggested, did you ever consider getting a new, like, cat for him since, you know, oh. Shelly was put down earlier this year? Yeah. Like, you know, maybe it'll make him more active. And I was like, nah, Dexter will not like. Not, not like. a fan. No cats. No cats. No more cats. <laughs> nope. Yeah, but that's, how you, King of the mountain. that's what the vet told me. He was like, nope, he's perfectly fine. He's just old, lazy, and overweight. <laughs> <laughs> Are we well, talking about him or me, y'all? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which one were you like, saying exactly to, me or Julia? You, Tom. <laughs> no, you're not. You're you're not lazy. You're killing it on Peloton. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I have lost my groove and I need to find it again. <laughs> me too. Sure. You take like I took Thanksgiving off. Yeah. Like that weekend and then like nearly the whole next week i didn't do it it's like once you miss a few days it's like ugh. it's rough and this time of year is hard yeah. we should start a I podcast have- how julia got her groove back oh <laughs> <laughs> but i have 10 months get. till my sister's wedding <laughs> well, is it only 10 months it's next october so oh, that's wow. 10 months October 1st. Only 10 months till October, guys. So nine months till the next Burr month. So don't get too depressed. Christmas is almost here. Is that the end of our episode? (laughs) I wasn't. I wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, but 10 months. So I have 10 months to like really get in shape and lose weight. Because everyone knows you're looking at the uh, six groomsmen who happens to be the sister's daughter. uh, The sister's daughter. That's what I always looked at. The, the, The bride's brother, you mean? Yeah, the bride's brother. The sister's brother would definitely be this. Mm, yeah, I was trying to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, all this dog and cat talk, though. I mean, it's perfect. It's apropos tonight, right? It's it's perfect for tonight's <laughs> party. Tonight, if you haven't picked up on the horrible puns, is that even a pun? I don't think it's a pun. I think it's a joke. It's a joke. I think it's, it's a mom a joke. joke. It's just a joke. Um, you say mom joke? Mom joke. You said it, so it's a mom joke. <laughs> okay. Um, tonight, we are talking about the 2021, so brand spanking new as of Thanksgiving, um, Hallmark movie, The Nine Kittens of Christmas, 
which if you have been a pod- podcast listener for a while, um, is a sequel to The Nine Lives of Christmas that we covered. Gosh, I don't even remember how long it's been since we've covered that one. A year? Probably two almost years? two years now. Yeah, yeah probably. Same cast. Quasi same story. Sort of. But I mean, it's been a few years since our couple has said goodbye from the first movie. So a quick little plot synopsis on the nine kittens of Christmas. Zachary and Marilee are thrown back together at Christmas when they're tasked with finding homes for a litter of adorable kittens. And they are adorable. They are adorable. And apparently Zachary and Marilee didn't work out, didn't have their Hallmark happy ending. Yeah, that's, come on, what's up with that Hallmark? We're supposed to believe at the end of the Hallmark that all the things ended well and everybody's happy, right? That's the that's prevailing what thought. We're supposed to I feel like I've been lied to by Hallmark now, and I don't know what I can believe or trust anymore. <laughs> if these two couldn't find love, how do I think I, mine's mine's real? Mm. And they were like know. a Hallmark movie couple I was actually invested in. I liked them in the first one. Right? Okay, so let's do histories and overall thoughts before we get into the actual movie. Anthony, history and thoughts. Yeah, so I'll just uh, say again that I read The Nine Lives of Christmas, the book, before the movie, and then I watched the movie, and I really liked that movie, uh, except for the atmosphere. That's why it ranked so low, because for a Hallmark movie, it had no atmosphere, despite the fact I loved the story, loved the main actors, loved the cute animals, mm-hmm. and no atmosphere. This movie rectified a lot of that for me, and if <laughs> it had atmosphere in spades, and it's still the great, the great Hallmark actors and the cute animals. So I quite enjoyed this when I watched it Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. Okay. About you, Tom. Uh, my history was I watched this movie for our podcast, and I watched the prequel also for our podcast, and then talked about it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> how about you julia what well what were your overall thoughts for the nine kittens of christmas for this one yeah for this one uh it felt very much like the original i didn't love it i didn't hate it it felt very uh it was good for what it was i could put it on i watched it for this podcast but i think in the future if i were if i had it on i would just you know turn it on and chill out and that'd be the end of it like, I'm not deeply invested in this franchise. I'm not deeply invested in this movie. <laughs> but it was fun for what it was. Nice. Oh, you're really looking for How about you, the, Julia? The third one coming out in the next few years? Where they break up again and get back together again? With dogs? The nine grand kittens of Christmas? <laughs> uh, if, if they break up next time, then they just need to call it quits and assume it's it's done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ross and Rachel proved a 10-year on-and-off-again romance. Good work. I mean, they did it, but they were on a break. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't Ross's fault. No, it was not. And she admitted that during the reunion show on HBO Max. (laughs) Man. Um, Okay, so I watched The Nine Kittens of Christmas for the podcast, although if we weren't covering it, I probably would have watched this one the night it came out. They've been dropping lots of 
pretty solid uh, Hallmark movies on weekends. And this one would have been right around Thanksgiving when I was already home. So um, in the mood for the movie like this. That's right. Uh, in the mood for Brandon Ruth. I mean, I really love him or Ralph, however you say it. I liked it. I mean, I really liked the first one, just like Anthony said. It was fun and sweet, and the couple has good chemistry. There was just zero Christmas in it, hardly. Um, this one fixes that one element I didn't like about the first one. And so what do I have to complain about? I do want to just agree with you. This year, Hallmark movies, have it feels like they've really yeah. stepped up their game. And maybe it's because Netflix, it's because and, of Netflix. and all those other channels have started getting in on the action. They realize they can't cruise anymore, but no. they really nope. stepped it up. They have we watched one of the Netflix, where Netflix out Hallmarked Hallmark again for A Christmas mm-hmm. Castle. Really? Oh, that or was Castle for Christmas. That one's on my list. How with Brooke it? Shields. Okay. Brooke Shields and Drew Barrymore. Uh, uh, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore's in it. Is she really? Mm-hmm. At the uh, beginning and end. I mean, it's not much, but it's enough to make me happy. That's the one where As You Wish is in it, right? Carrie Elwes is the male lead, right? Yes, he is. Okay, I'm super excited about that one. And he's got his really Scottish like dialect throughout the entire film. And it is he is so good. I was speaking with a Scottish dialect. They were just, it was so inspiring. I, we liked it a lot. It was it was a Hallmark Christmas movie on I Netflix. That was out. I, I would say it's better than 90% of the Hallmark. It's more Hallmark than most Hallmark movies. Wow. And we need to thank Netflix for that and HBO yep. for that and all these other channels because they really yep. are forcing everyone else to step up their game and they're not as, you know, crappy as right. they once were. Right. No, not that they're masterpieces now, but you know what I mean. But there is a level of quality they're hitting this year that they haven't previous years, for sure. Yes. And there's something else I want to piggyback off what you said, Julie, real quick. You mentioned you like the actors in this. Brandon Ralph deserved another shot at Superman, man. That guy is like... He really did. did. Yep. He's my favorite, I think, Superman. I just love his face. Okay. Um, All right. So we can draw some sort of comparisons between the two when we're talking about cast and crew as while we do have most of the core cast back all the important ones are back um this one is directed by a different guy so david winning directed this one instead of mark gene that directed the first nine lives of christmas um so a little switch up there on directors um David Winning is just really known in those, um, really known for those Hallmark Christmas movies like You, Me, and the Christmas Tree, A Summer Romance, Time for Me to Come Home for Christmas. He's got some other stuff in there. He took part in the Van Helsing TV series that had a six-episode run between 2017 and 2019, or he did six episodes in that show. Who was he in it? Uh, He directed it. Sorry. Oh, okay. And then he's got some science fiction-y looking stuff coming out. He also directed Turbo, the Power Rangers movie. Um, he directed Are You Afraid of the Dark from 93 to 95. The episodes there. Yeah. So he's got some very So he's stuff. responsible for a whole child uh, childhood's generation of nightmares. I mean, basically. Or a love for horror. A whole child, a whole generation's love of horror. Or both. So well done, sir. <laughs> A wide variety of stuff there. 
Um, this story was written by Aaron Dobson, who is not the person that wrote the original one either. But since it was the original was based on a book, that probably makes sense. Um, she's the writer for The Good Witch, which is a pretty big Hallmark um, stalwart in non-Christmas season. Um, but she's got a whole bunch of other Hallmark stuff on her list as well. Oh, Do either of y'all watch The Good Witch? We don't. Do you? I've seen a few episodes. It's cute. Yeah. Okay. I've caught the end of a few, like right before a Hallmark movie comes on. Seems okay. Okay. All right. Let's look at our cast. All right. So Brandon Routh comes back to play Zachary Stone, our wonderful firefighter in our small town of Bend, Oregon. Um, Kimberly Sustad comes back to be Marilee White, who in the previous movie was our hoping to be a veterinarian character. She is a veterinarian now based out of Miami, Florida. More to come on that. Uh, Uh, Let me tell tell you something. When I saw Miami, Florida, I thought to myself, "Uh uh-oh. Let's not do this in Miami. Let's not do this in Miami, y'all. We can't do Miami is what I thought. Can't do that again. We can't do that non-Christmas setting again. Uh, before you move on to the rest of the cast, I do want to say the other returning cast member, Trace Cat, comes back to play Amber. Same cat. Oh, it is the same cat? Oh. Yep. I love it. So Good cool. job living those years. Um, playing our fire chief from the last one and still the chief in this one, Chief Sam, um, Gregory Harrison steps in to play that role. Um, we have the introduction of Marilee's sister, Jacqueline, played by Stephanie Bennett, who is a face I've definitely seen on Hallmark. Um, Wasn't she in the first one? Was she in the first one? I thought they ran into her at dinner. And then a periphery. Like, she oh, wasn't the my boyfriend. Oh, yeah. yeah. The whole setup in the restaurant. Which is why I think they brought her back to bring that connection around, right? That is probably why they did that. Good call there. Good call. Not in the last one. was our love triangle character. It's a hallmark. There's got to be one element typically like that. Um, Nathan Witt plays Miles, who when the movie opens is who our Marilee character is with. And we're all very confused in that moment. Right? And he was just terrible. Like, there was nothing likable about him from the moment he set foot on the stage. No. No. Or on this. Well, it's, it's the inverse of the last movie, right? Where he had the terrible girlfriend. Yeah. Right. That's right. Um, He's been in some stuff. An episode of Riverdale. Um, Episode of A Million Little Things. Riverdale is dark. Frequency. Yeah, Riverdale is dark. Lots of TV and more Christmas movies to come out of this guy here. So might be a face we see pop up and a little more Hallmark coming up. I hope not. Well, hopefully he'll pop up in a good light next time. I just really don't like him as a (laughs) character. He was pretty flat. A lot of these characters were not flat. He was, he was pretty flat, but that was fine. Right. We don't need him to not be flat. Trying to see that was fine if, because we don't want to like. We don't want to be rooting for the for the other man. Um, and then our last probably big character, aside from Marilee's um, niece Sierra, which is just a precious little girl, um, is our is our fire chief's wife. Uh, Robin Bradley plays Harriet. Um, there's a little sub storyline there for our our chief, so definitely have to mention her. Oh, Anthony, okay. did you like our niece character? I did. Oh, good. I was afraid we were going to have to. 
because I thought she was solid. I thought she was a really good actress. Yeah, I liked yeah. her. I believed her when she so I, I when she sold me that I believed her as a character was when we saw the, uh, the the when they showed her the two kittens and she lit up. I was like, oh, that looks like a real kid's reaction. That that was the moment for me too. That felt genuinely real, like as if she was really reacting to those cats. Yep. Um, and if you want a little Hallmark cute magic story before we dive into the plot of this movie, mm-hmm. every kitten in this film was adopted by a member of the cast or crew who worked on the film. Oh my god! So goodness. they all found homes. Yep. Aww. Well, that's good. That makes me happy. One of them just looked exactly like my old cat. Really? Aww. Yeah, it made me, made me sad and happy at the same time. Aww. Poor Sadie Hawkins dance. Her name was Sadie Hawkins dance? We just called her Sadie, but yeah, it was Sadie Hawkins dance. That's so cute. I always find this biology so weird how like cats and dogs of the same litter can look so different because they can have different dads despite the mom just being pregnant once. Uh, I saw a video or a picture of twin sisters. They were fraternal twin sisters and one was a pale redhead and one was black. Wow. And that kind of blew my mind. Yes science man okay so here's where we start we start in miami florida and we're all worried because the one thing we were missing in the last movie was not chemistry was not a little meat cute was not funny funny ha ha cutesy relationship it was a dang christmas decoration so when they open up in miami you are not the only one anthony that was a little concerned i was also concerned but they did show a giant christmas tree in miami at the first scene yeah but like it's not the same. No, it felt if it like it. It felt like the one at the BOK Center or the outside of the BOK Center right now, Julia. It just doesn't look real. Oh, I haven't even seen it yet. There's only one Christmas movie that has pulled off a tropical setting properly, and that was Die Hard when he flew out to LA. <laughs> <laughs> when he never. No, it's not a Christmas movie. Never leaves the airport. <laughs> no, that's not when he flies to LA. No, that's when he's in Chicago waiting to pick up the wife. That's right. That's right. Um, so we start in Miami. And why are we in Miami? Because Marilee is not with with Zachary. She's with no. this other character in a vet office that she definitely has some high ranking in. She's got her vet, thing, her vet robe. <laughs> What's the word? Her doctor's coat. That's it. Her vet coat. <laughs> Put the vet coat on. Um, her lab tons, coat. Her lab coat. Tons of people in the waiting room. I mean, it's definitely implied she's doing real well. And then she walks up to this Joker and she just kisses him. And I'm like, hold up. It's not the movie I thought we were going to see. How could you have a second movie, though, if they're still together? So this is the first uh, the first piece of shocking news we get in this movie. That's this shocking. The second piece that broke my heart. We'll talk about that. Right. So and we see her picture of her dead cat. Yeah. Well, oh. <laughs> picture of her <laughs> in memoriam picture of her cat. We are not actually seeing a picture of a dead cat. <laughs> yes. So, Queenie died. Queenie passed. Queenie died. Right. Queenie died. Which I think some amount of that is this longing to go home for Christmas, right? Because she's from the cute town we see in the first. Nine Lives of Christmas, and she wants to go back. It's Christmas time, obviously. She wants mm-hmm. to go back. She wants to Christmas. But she hasn't been home in two years because they've been so busy. 
Was this the same town? I thought this was like just a new place in Oregon no, she was town. going to. No, this is where they were before. Yeah. Because oh, that's why so everybody they just, got, they just got a bigger budget this time. Yes, that's right. I thought they I thought they just happened to be at the same like trip kind of place. No. Anyway, never mind. Bigger budget. <laughs> nicer town <laughs> right because well because the police chief is the same police chief that it's the makes same, sense it's the I same firehouse i was just writing it off as hallmark i'll let it slide but nope i wasn't paying attention <laughs> good call <laughs> so Marilee is talking to her boyfriend and she's like okay you're coming home right you're or you're not coming home you're coming with me home to Christmas. You're going to see it's my family. Important. Yeah. Like, you're going to do that, right? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that for sure. I'll just be there a day or so afterwards. Okay, cool. See you then. And she leaves to go home to Oregon. Who is still in Oregon? Cutie and cute face. Zach. Zach. The firefighter. And he's up to his old hijinks with his, I keep saying police chief because it rolls off the tongue easier than fire chief. Old fire chief Sam is still putting people to task at the fire station and funny. His daughter is now a firefighter in the same station, which is pretty cool. And she definitely looks up to both her father, obviously, but she looks up to Zach as well. He's like really established himself as a leader of sorts in the fire station, which of course he did because he's our main character. Because he so, has to. He has to. <laughs> because so, we know at this point, police chief has to retire and he's going to have the trouble. Does he want to take over or not? That's right. He has to. There had to be some growth retention from the first movie if everything else fell apart. That's right. That's, that's right. Because we don't know yet, like, what the deal is here with these two. Um, we have a little meet cute because she gets to town and they run into each other as they often will do in movies like this. And as they're talking about him, that's right. Right. And, and she and her sister and her niece are talking about him. There's definitely still something there. So all of us watching just know it's a matter of time. So we start to unfold a bit what happened in the last four to five years. Um, Marilee is happy to be home because she's experienced loss. So her and her sister are bonding over their missing mother at Christmas time. Um, and that gets her thinking, you know, I love Christmas. I'm home. This feels nice. I'm enjoying this. She finds out deadbeat boyfriend is not in fact coming home for Christmas. This is not in sequential order, by the way. He's not going to make it to Oregon. He's just not. No, because he's more worried about their business. That's right. Which they've already given up holidays and trips with family. As she points out, they've just given everything up for this, for their business. And they're not enjoying life at all anymore. That's right. We find out that she renamed her replacement cat Queenie to fill the void in her life, which I know some people do that, but that's always weirded me out. My father-in-law did that with all his dogs. Her new cat is Duchess. Duchess. It's not Queenie. Yeah. Duchess is her new cat. And she joked because Duchess is a little more like laid back and I'm the ruler, which she really is like a total chill cat, man. My parents kind of did that. They had Lacey the whole time I was growing up. And when they got a new German Shepherd, they named her Macy. And I was not really okay with that. 
Yeah. <laughs> did, did you ever did you ever see that episode of The King of Queens where he finds out he's Canadian? Yes. And 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 Doug is like, "I'm Canadian. You've been lying to me. What if I wanted to be president one day?" And his dad's like, "We were kind of banking on the fact that would never happen." But he was like, <laughs> he was like, "What else have you been lying about, huh? How about the what did did uh, my dog so and so just die after 26 years and you never told me?" And the parents just exchange it because they've been. And we find out it's like there's six dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Get the same dog for six different times. <laughs> and Carrie has no sympathy whatsoever for him because she's like, you really didn't put this together. Yeah. She never had sympathy for him, ever. No, that was a trend when that and Everybody Loves Raymond and everything was coming out, right? Yeah. Like the. Oh, she was so much funnier, though, than Deborah. Yeah. Carrie was so much funnier than Deborah. Yeah. So. Marilee's storyline just kind of revolves around this unrequited. Unrequited? That doesn't sound right. Quasi-requited love for her significant other? Yeah, it's just the word sounds weird coming out of my mouth. Okay. Um, this weirdness between her and her boyfriend and what she actually wants for the future. Does she want the fast pace all the time, not getting a chance to see her family for two years? No. Um, is she missing parts of her life that she thinks are back in Bend, Oregon? Yes. And, I mean, the minute she's home, she starts to tell her sister, like, this feels right in a way that Miami doesn't feel right. Um, on the flip side of that, we have Zach that never left. Nothing has changed for him. Um, he still is at the fire station. He's still a super great guy. He still has the same. He didn't fire kill his cat. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, kill he still his has cat. Ambrose. Ambrose is still around. Do you notice most of the scenes set in his house look like the house is still under construction, right? So, like, nothing has changed for him while it has for her and that ends up being our big issue on why they split up right is merrily thought you can do better not that you're doing bad but like why not do the next good thing right move on up and his whole thing was why change it if it's good <laughs> and she took that a little more literally maybe than she maybe should have i'm not sure that's the sense that i got on if he's not okay to change, how is this going to work? And so that's what I was about to say. Good, good for her because so many people get in relationships thinking they can change people, and people don't always change. Right. And well, so at she... the end of the day, maybe. <laughs> I mean, who is right here, y'all? I'm just saying. <laughs> he so stayed. She... she came back. The so more of the story, one. kids, is if your spouse was trying to, if your significant other is trying to push you to be more, maybe they're the problem. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> so how does Hallmark choose to pull up all of these uncomfortable feelings is through a box of nine kittens. These nine kittens get dumped at the fire station. And what happens is perfect timing. Well, well, honestly. remember part of the reason she was okay with coming home was because Zach was going on his like annual ski trip, ski trip. Cause he, he, he would be around right. and she was going but... to actively avoid him. But now, nine kittens at the doorstep. He already took care of Ambrose and got the love Queenie. He decides to stay and find them homes. That's right. And part of him staying is because Marilee's back in town. And she's not upset about that. She's also not happy about it. It's a weird middle ground. So the whole movie is structured around finding homes for the nine kittens. Because it's a nice way for them to manufacture time with each other, working on getting these kittens home. 
So. And I love the connection of the nine because obviously it's the nine, you know, it was the nine lives of Christmas last time. But then there's also, they name all of the kittens after the reindeer, Mm -hmm. the eight reindeer plus one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Rudolph has a little like pink that. nose. Rudolph is super cute. His little white paws. Um, okay. So, in between our Marilee and Zach story, we have Fire Chief Sam. Uh, Fire Chief Sam has been a fire chief for a long time. I mean, since the first movie and, and then before that as well. Um, his daughter's grown enough to be a firefighter herself. So, like... He's done, done it for quite some time. And his own wife is like, you know, what would be super nice is if we actually had time together and you weren't running off to fight fires all the time or managing the firehouse and all of that. So she's pushing him to retirement. And so here is our moment for Zach to change. Uh, he is offered the job of fire chief and he's not sure right away if he wants it. Like he kind of wants it, but then he's like, but... But what if it all goes to poo? And what if I'm not good at it? And why would I change? And he shares this with Marilee. And that's where Marilee tells him, this is why it didn't work out. And that's a huge bummer because we both really liked each other. They have such good chemistry for a Hallmark couple. Like, I really do believe them as a couple. Me too. And and maybe it's because they, like, Brandon Ralph was, like, for a very short time, like, starring in A-list movies and everything. And I know her from According to Jim as my favorite character in that show, the snarky sister. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just because I know these actors and like them from other bigger things. But I really think they're two of Hallmark's better actors they've got him. And I like them together because they're both awkward um, and I like those kind of awkward love stories instead of like the super smooth guy with the barely smooth girl. Like they're stumbling over each other and embarrassed about how they react. And like she plants kisses on him like out of nowhere, like with gusto. And it's just great. And I've I liked him in the first movie together and I really like him in this one, too. Still, they both aged well. Are you, but are like, you, you are you t- saying that's not socially acceptable? <laughs> go around doing that on random people it's that not. that might explain some things about yeah. why, uh, that's why our first meeting was so awkward anthony <laughs> <laughs> you promised never to tell <laughs> yeah so, i say a lot of things <laughs> so our cats get um adopted out to good homes and we get down to like the last three cats and we have our standard hallmark Things are going amazing. Let's throw in the boyfriend. She's had these weird phone conversations with her boyfriend since she got to town that basically she broke up with him. But he shows up on the night. Okay. The night, of course. And she doesn't. Which is a big, which is a big firefighter night, right? It is. It's where Fireman Sam steps down and passes the reins to Zach. Big night. I mean, she's in a beautiful dress and he looks very nice in a suit. Big night, of course, because it has that to be. That sounds like such a kid's show, Fireman Sam. Fireman Sam. So it's the big night and uh, Superman looks out the window and what does he see? Marilee and boyfriend with their hands clasped in a beautiful setting. Now, in her defense, it does not look like they're having an enjoyable time. Okay, but like no, all it's he just sees, the angle. Yeah, all I, he sees is hands and the guy, and it is at that moment he finds out through niece. Oh, that's her boyfriend. 
I get, I get that like uh, you need drama and manufacture drama for a movie, especially a Hallmark movie. But man, I would like one one of these movies to just go perfectly well, or to acknowledge the fact that like you know we talk about infidelity on this podcast a lot for our Christmas <laughs> podcast that a lot of times like people if even people find out in much like affairs can last for years like uh, all these things could go on for years secrets can be kept for years like and all these movies like Hallmark movies like they find out just by chance by looking out a window <laughs> I get it it's for the movie it's Hallmark whatever but I would I like mean, a if little anything, more realism if any movie could pull off a story with no conflict it'd be a hallmark movie exactly so hallmark i challenge you if you're listening point. so he comes to his own conclusions that she's taken even though she's literally breaking up with the guy out there as we speak um she sees at the last minute that he was looking out the window and so as he leaves she's like i gotta get him on the phone and tell him that he just totally misinterpreted everything that he saw Um, He's not answering because his feelings are a little hurt. So they both go to their respective houses and talk to their respective cats. And Duchess, (laughs) not believable, but sweet, um, grabs the phone out of Marilee's handbag and throws it at her face. And I'm like, dang, that cat's got a good arm. She does. She does. Ambrose, with Zach's character, kind of gets the phone and starts like dialing. She's calling Zach and he goes to answer it. Ambrose has been through this with this dance, song and dance with the two of them before. He knows what's up. And that's why I hope if they're going to round out this trilogy. (laughs) I hope that they um, round out this trilogy in another two years of the third film. They do it before the cat dies. You think Duchess and Ambrose will get together and have kittens of their own? (gasps) Uh, They made a a big deal about the kittens that they were adopting out had to be spayed or neutered. Oh, that's so true. I bet they are probably, probably fixed. Probably so. That's probably so. Um, so they avoid each other a little bit. Um, as part of kind of like the side story we've got with Fireman Sam stepping down, um, all the firefighters all get together and do this sweet thing where they remake an old truck he had bought into a, uh, they don't remake it. They remodel it, bring it up to snuff. And it was this beautiful old fire truck. It's so lovely. There's a truck that looks like a fire truck. It's beautiful. And it's it was his truck. daughter who, who did it all right. Who yep. led the, the charge to get it. That's right. And so that was a huge gift, but I thought it was super funny. They gave it to him as his retirement present. And then the whole rest of the movie, you just see Zach driving it around. <sighs> like, I, <brought> that <laughs> I got a girl. <laughs> I got to see a girl about something. Can I borrow your truck? So that made me laugh. I mean, that made me laugh. I mean, he is essentially the father figure, right? Like, he's like a teenage boy thing to do. Can I borrow the car? (laughs) And he's, well, he does stress throughout it that that Zach is family, right? And I love what Zach did. I I, I didn't get that impression. Did they hit you over the head with it? I I missed that. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, I really like what Zach did with the truck to make to put like the banner up to for the for the last kitten that needed to be adopted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was sweet. It looked real Christmassy. It did look real Christmassy. So our finale, right? Um, they talk on the phone a tiny little bit, and 
they kind of make amends over the phone. She clears the air that, you know, I'm not with that guy anymore. And you make me happy, but like, I get, you know, we're in a weird spot right now. And he's like, okay. Um, so final scene of the movie. Um, they have officially adopted out all but one cat because the two of the last three went to Nice. That was her little Christmas present. She gets these two little kittens to take care of. I don't remember which ones they were, Blitzen and whatever the other one was. And she's super excited about, but that just leaves, that leaves Rudolph. Who's going to take Rudolph? And so Jack, not Jack, Zach calls Marilee and says, hey, I've got a home for this little kitten. Uh, why don't you come with me and we'll go we'll do a little home visit for this little sweet baby kitten. And she's like a little attached to this kitten at this point. You can tell, but it's fine because, you know, kitten needs a new home. So they get in the precious little fire truck and they drive out. It's beautiful. So Christmassy. They get out and she's very confused because she's like, the house looks kind of familiar. And she points to the mailbox and she's like, what? This is your house. <laughs> and he was like, oh, my gosh, it is. And so he tells her. That was kind of like, come on, you don't recognize the street or anything. I know. Like, it's been a, a few years. It's been two years. It's been two years since she's okay. seen it. And maybe she's she just assuming. She connects the dots. Pretty maybe quickly. she's just assuming that they're going to his neighbors. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> she's one smart cookie. But she's standing there with the kitten. And it was it's a super sweet scene because he tells her, I'm so happy when you're around. Like I'm genuinely, and he's smiling like you believe him. Um, and so he asks her if they can adopt Rudolph together. And he puts his little collar on Rudolph and it's so cute. And she's all like weepy and like so happy. And it's just so sweet. And she's so happy. And then he's like, oh, now, yeah. did your cats wear collars? You guys had cats. Tom had cats. No collars. Neither did mine. I put my collar. I got them little collars and they were five weeks old. Like, and 10 minutes after bringing them home from adopting them, uh, the tag fell off and the little thing that held the tag got stuck in she- Shelly's mouth. And I thought I was going to kill the cat like oh five gosh. minutes and bring her home. Her t- her jaw was this tiny and I thought I was going to break her jaw trying to get it out. Oh my so goodness. yeah, no collars after that. No collars. It's like no capes, no collars. I mean, I figure if they're staying indoors anyway, no need for collars yeah. for the cats. Well, these cats are very well trained, and he just totally let him put that collar on. He was like super chill about it. Like, sure, do whatever. It's almost like that kitten was born oh with goodness. like training. Yeah. Crazy. And then Zach's like, you know, one more thing. And he gets down on one knee and he pulls out a ring, which part of me was like, oh, you just gave the cat a collar. And is the ring supposed to be like a collar? And I have weird feelings about this. But then I got over it really fast because. You know, it was adorable and precious and wonderful. And he proposes to her and she says, yes. And here is the ending we needed. They are together and no one shall tear it asunder. Not even Hallmark in a third movie. Best not. And that is the Nine Kittens of Christmas. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I liked it too. I did as well. Uh, Did it have a Linus moment? Yes. And did it have Christmas atmosphere? Tons. Like, especially compared to that first one. This one felt like a traditional Hallmark movie to me. Yes, absolutely. So let's rank this thing. I'm going to give, I'm going to give it a seven. I really liked it. Ooh, I'm going to come in at 
a 5.3. I came in really hard on the first one at a 1.25. Um, this one, I keep, I feel like there have been several movies lately where I've copped out and just set a five. But I do kind of like this one a little bit more than average. So I'm going to come in at five and a quarter. That gives us an average of a 5.85, which puts it at number 44 on our list between the BBC FX version of A Christmas Carol, the miniseries we did, and Christmas at the Crank slash Last Holiday. So. Nice. I can dig it. Um, for those of you listening, if you want to give us your feedback on either of these Christmas movies, because if you haven't seen the first one, please watch that one and then watch this one. They go very well together, um, as they are intended to, uh, give us your feedback. You can go to linktree.com slash tis the podcast, where you can find, um, a link to all of our podcasts and play within the link tree our most recent episode you can find our new tis the podcast shop you can go to our website you can go to the facebook group the patreon our twitter instagram linkedin all the places in one place go to linktree.com slash tis the podcast so great so go there to find all of that information that'll also take you to the patreon site where for as little as a dollar a month will get you access to all of that extra content um, but Anthony, coming to a close in the next few weeks is another regularly scheduled feature on Thursday. Thursday drops here on the regular podcast. Will you tell us about that? Sure. I wrote a Christmas book called Another Christmas Story. And by the time you hear this, there are only two installments left, which is awesome. I've been getting great feedback and it's been a nice little way to count down to Christmas throughout the year. Extra way to count down to Christmas throughout the year releasing a chapter a week read by a listener of the show a another christmas podcast host me tom or julia um if you're listening to this the day it drops tom just dropped his chapter he read it last week that was called chapter 45 the christmas song and this upcoming week a listener uh Nicole Little is reading the final official chapter and then rounding us out, the elf with the best voice who I gifted the shortest installment of the whole thing because she has four kids and she's dropping the week of Christmas. <laughs> Julia will be closing us out. So I'm super excited. Yeah, check it out. Thursday episode drops. Now's the time to catch up if you haven't because now it's time to binge. So That's right. Check it out. And then coming up here in the regular feed, we'll do for the next two weeks. So you can go ahead and get a bit of a head start. Um, and next week, we're scheduled to have a guest host with us. Jerry D from Totally Rad Christmas um, is going to be here for the new 8-Bit Christmas um, movie that came out on HBO Max. Is that right? HBO Max. Awesome. Yep. And then the week after that, we will be covering Twas the Night Before Christmas. So excited for that one. A return to the world of Rankin Bass. Animated Rankin Bass. This is one I know Tom likes, so hopefully Julia does too. It's more in line with Frosty than the stop motion stuff, and we all thought pretty highly of Frosty, so okay. we'll see. All right, so good stuff coming up. Um, definitely do your homework. Lots of good content to watch that's not on our schedule, though. I mean, it's Christmas season, so find something good to watch every night. Um, and It is. It's Christmas season. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. <laughs> I'm cooking chicken with lima beans. There's only 312 more hours to get that content in before Christmas, y'all. That's 12 days, guys. 12 days to get that Christmas content in. That's just over a week, just under two weeks. So Not a lot of time, but you can do it. 
wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Glad tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. some figgy pudding now bring us some figgy pudding now bring us some figgy pudding and bring some out here we won't go until we get some we won't go until we get some we won't go until we get some so bring some out here glad tidings we bring to you and your kin We wish you a Merry Christmas And a Happy New Year We all like Figgy Pudding We all like Figgy Pudding We all like Figgy Pudding So bring some out here And we won't go until we get some We won't go until we get some We won't go until we get some So bring some out A happy new